1: Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Kayla's out today. She'll be back on Tuesday. Nick, winners and losers. Winners and losers. That's what we're here to talk about in this game. I'll I'll let you go first on...
2: Last week, it was game balls. I it doesn't matter.
1: I can't keep track, so I just guess. So we're going to see winners and losers this week. I'll let you start first on winners, and then I'll go first on losers. Does that seem fair?
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, so my winner, you know, I'm kind of, I don't want to double dip here because there's a couple guys we already mentioned that, like, Legerious Sneed was probably the one that stood out to me the most. I'm going to go with Marquez Valdez Scantling, full name for the man today, because
1: I thought that wow. was. Marquez so, too.
2: Yeah, it is Marquez. Remember that. Yeah, uh, I I thought that was the best he's looked in a Chiefs uniform. He had a couple of just really really good plays, and if if it weren't for that pass interference penalty, he probably gets a touchdown on that play in the first half. He finishes with I mean nothing that spectacular four catches for fifty six yards, but he was more than just a speedster deep threat. Right, he had that. That comeback, that toe tap in the first half, that was a really impressive catch. I just thought he played like a, a more of a complete receiver than the sort of one trick pony that I think we associate him as.
1: My winner, and that's, that's, it was. You know what's weird is like he dropped the easy pass on third and three, and then he yeah. made that incredible contested catch down the field. <laughs> he is almost exactly as advertised. Everything yeah. Green Bay Packers, they'd be like, oh man, I make the crazy catches, drops the easy ones, and. You know, like he's this and it's like, yeah, that's God, that's pretty close. Like you guys are
2: pretty close in the head described it. It kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's like he is those things. And it's easy to get frustrated and say, well, why can't you just give us more of the good stuff? But again, that's who he is. That's who he is. And look at the result. This offense is still
1: the best by every useful metric. My my winner today is going to be George Karloftis. A man who needed a sack, honestly. I know that I've had to defend myself because I'm like, he has to get sacks. People are like, oh, to be fine. We only wanted like four sacks out of him anyway. And I'm like, he has one half of one sack. That's nowhere close to four. He's still only on pace for two and a half on the season based on the rate at which he currently gets them. But it does feel possible that Karloftis could get a few of these, that he could still inevitably get to that number that we wanted to see out of him. And what you mentioned out of rookie wide receivers can be the same thing out of rookie pass rushers. He led going into the week in pressures out of rookie defensive linemen, out of anybody drafted more than even Aiden Hutchinson, who had a pretty good game on Thanksgiving day. Like he's good at getting around the quarterback. I wanted to see him actually get the quarterback. So while there were other people who had bigger games overall, the fact he actually got to the quarterback makes him my winner for today. Can I say it one time?
2: Sure. Sure. Georgie, I- Poor G. Pudding
1: pie, baby. I tweeted out Furious George and got, I don't know, six people in my mentions, Nick, saying I prefer Georgie Porgie pudding pie. Really?
2: hmm I love that. I think we have a cult following. I got to go find your tweet now. I'm going to go. group. I'm going to go retweet. Yeah, but we're, we're tight knit. We're a tight knit bunch. You, know? <laughs> you guys
1: are sticking together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So who's your loser? Um, Sean McVay's face. I mean oh, let's that just was mine. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> Look, it doesn't matter. This is a perfect way to finish it. Perfect way to finish the podcast. It got quite a bit of attention on the broadcast. Rightfully so. Did you see the shot Sean McVay took from his own teammate? Man, sitting on a 3 and 7 record, now 3 and 8. He's out here starting a quarterback whose name he didn't know 2 weeks ago. He's like, "Shit, this guy's on my team? That's a problem." Now he's got to play him in an NFL game. He's up against Patrick Mahomes in what is the most lopsided quarterback matchup of the season. And you're like, well, this sucks. This And instead, just to start the game, his own team, his own player can't even get off the sideline and cracked him. I think that's going to be swollen tomorrow. He might even have a loose tooth, Nick. He didn't have a helmet on. Sean McVay's face wrecked tonight. A true loser of this game.
2: Yeah. And the, the funny thing was, they kept referencing the play over and over on the broadcast, and they never once mentioned the player's name. Like nobody bothered to say that it was Roger Carter Jr., a backup tight end for the Rams, who, by the way, hilariously did not turn around to check on McVeigh. So either he didn't care or he didn't realize that he had just ran into his coach. But they, they, <laughs> the broadcast was acting like he got shot. The broadcast, oh, yeah, yeah, Sean good. McVay might die on the sideline and there's nothing we can do about it, but he's a tough son of a gun. So he's going to keep coaching.
1: It was borderlines, a murder film. Like they were like, <laughs> just look how many times we're going to show you this. Did you, did you see, did you see this near murder? Did you see what happened here? What this poor, <laughs> what this poor man is having to suffer. In here. fairness, think about what a great jawline Sean McVeigh has and what a crime it would be to society. If that jawline were to be impacted. I agree. Agree. It's, a, it's a fine jawline. It'd be a shit. Like, he's attacking a multi million dollar product here. This is like David Beckham when he insured his legs. Sean McVay wants to be in TV after this. He wants to get paid millions of dollars. He can't have a messed up jaw. That
2: was it. it by the way, that was it. That was the moment Sean McVay decided he's headed to the broadcast booth next.
1: He's three and eight. <laughs> he's like knocked he saw, out by a backup saw pack of his,
2: his future flash before his eyes. He said, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not risking that anymore.
1: Somewhere between that and Stafford's play, this this would make me want to quit coaching. They <laughs> won a Super Bowl last year, yeah. and this season would be like, this is not fun when it goes poorly. I don't enjoy this. Yeah, did he see this coming? No, 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 no. There's no. Well, the Stafford stuff hurts, right? If you lose your starting quarterback, whatever. They were but stuck he, with him, but he was hurt before. Man, he was hurt before. I. it's yeah. This was. Like it's it's so hard because we talk about this all the time in the NFL, and I know this is like we're we're just towards the end of the podcast. We talk about this all the time in the NFL because teams kind of get stuck in this. They get stuck in quarterback purgatory. Everybody knows Matt Stafford is not the kind of guy you want to get stuck in forever, right? You like thirty four year old Matt Stafford. You don't want to get stuck with that forever, but you want a Super Bowl, so you you kind of are, and you trade it for him because you didn't. You really didn't want to get stuck with golf. Like, that was the high school girlfriend, and you weren't interested in sticking that out. You're like, no, 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 no. We got to get in a serious relationship with a serious person. (laughs) But there was still, like, you never had any long term aspirations with it, and you were still stuck down the road. A lot of teams get stuck with this. It's the Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, I guess now Russell Wilson phenomena. Did you see that stat? Just, Mm. I know. The fact that they are the lowest scoring offensive team through this point of the season since 2000 a winless Browns team in the year 2000. I'm like it. I maybe I thought it could go bad for the Broncos. No one could have ever convinced you it was ever going to go
2: that bad. Yeah. And for, you know what, for that, we're we're all the
1: winners. Yes. We're all winners. We're not, we're not having to do desperation quarterback trades that inevitably fail because that's, that happens all the time. And the Chiefs have certainly been in that case. That's going to do it here for It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with you guys on Tuesday. Thanks to Nick for joining me as well. We'll be back on Tuesday. Thanks again. Have a good night.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.